Hey, new episode, man. New episode. So today Still summer series. <laughs> <laughs> so today time we're gonna talk about emerging markets. As oh you... my god! <laughs> man, you made me nervous. I can't wait to go with that. But uh, yeah, so this day we're gonna talk about emerging markets. Uh, emerging markets are very come very popular. What an emerging market is pretty much is an area that people are migrating to. As you know, as humans, we migrate across the world, so at different times, we go to different areas. So we're going to focus on how people are migrating to the southeast. What we notice is a trend of people actually being that you, since COVID uh, actually happened, we're noticing that you can actually work from anywhere now. So most people are actually now leaving these jobs, well, not leaving these jobs, but working these jobs remotely, so they're moving to warmer climate. So you don't have to stay in New York because you have a job in New York. Now you can move and keep that income into the new area. So a lot of people traveling to like the southeast. Yeah. So they become really popular. Yeah. So merger, we're not, we're not, it's a seller market throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, every market is hot. So we're not trying to explain to you about seller market. It's emerging markets. What I mean by that is markets that are trending up than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we're talking about right now. Market is uh, markets that. Uh, we're going to see that's going to be here and going 20, 30% up next, by next year. Because uh, right now, like Chauncey said, people don't have to live where they work at anymore. People are not going to the office every day. So uh, a guy that's a software engineer and work for a New York company doesn't have to live in New York. He can live in Texas. He can live in Louisiana. He can live in South Carolina, North Carolina. As long as he has internet and Wi-Fi, he can do his job. He doesn't have to live in that state. So now you have more competition and more open. So that's what we were going to talk My about. Some emerging offices, uh, some more emerging uh, markets that we're going to talk about this episode. Yeah, so with the emerging markets, what you actually was very important is that you want to see the growth. I always tell people that, especially when you are first starting off in investing, you want to go into emerging market because if you go into a market like, let's say, uh, since we're in Miami, Miami Beach, if I'm starting investing, I won't start off in Miami Beach because it's too expensive. So, like, right now, like, Miami Beach is the, definitely the area. Like, Brickell is one of the top places that everyone's moving into. I love that area. But what you're seeing is that area has already grown to almost its highest potential so that everyone's kind of going around it. So, today, we was actually looking at properties outside of Brickell, which Edgewater is the number one place now that everyone's looking Edgewater, it has that brickle feel as far as that young, vibrant crowd, but it actually is that new area that we see over time. It looks as if they're building a lot of new condominiums down there. Like, uh, are, we, are we talking about South Florida, Miami? Yeah. When we say Brickle, Edgewater, we're talking about in Miami 305. Yeah. That's so, where we're at right now. So. so that's where those markets that you're going to see over time that they're going to actually grow is because a lot of those areas have been not in, untapped. So... Edgewater is one of the areas that's growing in uh, South Bay. Another area, too, that's very popular, is not my personal favorite, is uh, Hollywood. Hollywood, Florida is an area that's right between uh, Miami and actual Fort Lauderdale. It's about 30 minutes from each way. Um, you honestly can, it's probably the only place that's in South Florida where the whole entire area, they are very Airbnb friendly. So you don't have to worry about that in that area if you think about Airbnb. But as far as growth-wise, um, they have seen, I think, between a 20 to 30% growth since COVID. Um, and it's constantly going up. What, what you like about those areas is because it's conveniently located. And it's kind of like your older area, but then it has that hint of you can get to uh, Miami or you can get to Fort Lauderdale 
pretty easy. Why I think that's important is because you want to get started, especially as a new investor. I believe that it was great that we started in South Carolina, especially Columbia, because I remember one of my investors coming out of New York. He was like, he left New York, Brooklyn, New York, because it became too expensive for Brooklyn. So he came down here and for South Carolina, it was like buying penny stocks. So he started investing, he started his investment in the emerging area because you don't have a lot of capital starting off. So you want to buy into emerging market to kind of get that, that, that role going. So when companies, even big companies, they're looking at that emerging market more than anything. So I like when I'm looking around different areas, I make sure I look into those areas where I think that is potentially going to have growth within the next 5, 10, 20 years. That's very important, especially as an investor. And that's why we want to focus on emerging markets because as a young investor, mm -hmm. you have to realize that you have to take a little more risk mm -hmm. than a, a regular investor, a seasoned like, yeah. season yeah. investor like ourselves. Because it's like as an invest, early investor, you have to see the potential way before. You have to know a town that's coming or a city that's coming before everybody else coming if you want to get into this game, like how we did in Columbia. We knew that Columbia, downtown Columbia, we knew that the city invested $60 million into the city of Columbia. We knew restaurants and downtown life was coming, so that's why we bought a lot of Airbnbs when older people or people was leaving their home by as is, and now our properties has doubled in value because we had emerging markets. So that's all you have to focus on, like you said, Hollywood, Florida. Nobody knows about Hollywood, Florida. You might live now here in South Beach. You might be looking at South Beach prices, Brickell prices, Miami prices, and be like, I can't get in that market. But like you said, Hollywood, Florida, you might can get it into that market now. And like you said, a year or two from now, that could be the hottest market right now because that's all real estate. Real estate is just about opportunity. And it's trends. It trends. Yeah, it's, it's, it's seeing, exactly trends. Seeing opportunity in the market. So that's, what, that's why as, if you listen to this podcast, you have to take a little more chances and you have to go see, like I said, go talk to your commission board, see what's coming because all this stuff is planned. This, they, they just don't build Walmart overnight. They just don't build Whole Foods overnight. Sure. They don't build these apartment units overnight. It's planning, it's planning meetings. It's uh, uh, planning meeting after planning meeting. Uh, commission meeting is a commission meeting. So they know they're coming for sure. Exactly. So you want to make sure that you get into, you that you use that your competitive advantage on getting some things because as a new investor, you, you kind of open a lot of stuff. Like I see us, we won't want to buy one or two, uh, two houses in a certain area. But as a beginner investor, that'd be good for you, but we might be looking for a package of 10 or 20 at a time. So that's what I'm saying. You have to take advantage of emerging markets. Yeah, because um, it's hard to get into a market that's already established because let's say your growth rate, yeah, it's about <laughs> yeah, 7%. In like an established market, and you being an actual new investor, what you want is have that higher growth rate so that you can actually see that the potential return on your investment, so that you can take that money and invest more. So I always tell people that just like when you buy your first house, people always say, "Hey, I want my dream house." I'm like, "No, you want to start somewhere. You want your starter home so that you can take that home and reinvest that money to your next house, the next house." The same way with investing. You want to do emerging markets so that you can take that money and in the next two years at double value, take that money out like we use the Burr method, uh, which is buy, renovate, rehab. No, buy, B buy, rehab, refinance, repeat. Repeat. So you want to have that money, take that money out and repeat. I think that's the key step is you taking that money out and actually repeating what you're doing. And that's the only way you're going to do it if it's a market that's actually emerging. Yeah, because we'll be real with y'all, man. If you say you have $50,000, $100,000 and you go to a um, hot market already 
And that, that like he said, it goes seven, eight percent. It's gonna take you a couple of years to actually redo that bird method and get your money back. Mm -hmm. And that hundred thousand dollars in twenty twenty two is not gonna be that same hundred thousand dollars it was in twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six. So you gotta realize that just cause your when your property went up, so then your money went down. Yeah. Uh, your your, your, buying, your, buying, your power. buying power went mm -hmm. down. So you gotta realize you have to look at all opportunities, you gotta look at markets that's not there yet because I mean God ain't making no more land. Unless I don't know. I mean, you got a metaverse and people buying stuff in the metaverse, but physical land, I don't think we're making any more land. So and I can't live in the metaverse. I, I like to do yeah, real estate. You know, so yeah, that, so yeah. we definitely, you definitely need to find some opportunities on some outside areas. I mean, I mean, you can look at bigger cities and go about 20, 30 miles outside because that's still our long commute for somebody who works inside the city. Agree, hundred. I mean, I mean, just realize. I mean, you, you will have if they if it's a nicer city and they want to. If somebody works in the city and want to get out the city during the time, I mean, you can't really uh, capitalize on that market. Yeah, so that's what the biggest thing is kind of like the emerging market. So the emerging markets that I, what we've been personally actually looking into is that like Dallas, not Dallas, like Houston is a growing area. Yes. Now, Texas does have some different laws and you have to be careful with Texas because it's a little different than other places. So you want to make sure that you know your laws. But we see how actual Houston is growing. Yes. Another thing you want to consider with Houston, though, is that a lot of that stuff is below sea level. So you want to make sure that you have proper insurance. Now, we always advocate when you're actually looking at property, you want to know the rule book for the different areas. What apply to Columbia, South Carolina is not going to apply to Houston. What apply to Houston is not going to apply to uh, Miami, Florida. You want to make sure that you know what your zoning laws are, what you can, and what, what are the local problems in that area. So the merging markets I say that we're looking into now is, I would say, Jacksonville, Florida is a good one yep. because it's very untapped and it's, it's close enough to down south where that you can actually still experience the beach. You can get to South Beach really quickly. Um, Quincy's in Atlanta. Like, uh, uh, what like, part of Atlanta is emerging? Uh, so, Buckhead is getting overcrowded. Uh, it's, it's getting more young professional people move to the city so it's not more family oriented so a lot of families are moving outside the city so like the area i bought in was in east atlanta zone six that's a really emerging market right now kirkwood edgewood's area because a lot of shops and buildings are coming and it's making it more of a walkable feel so a lot of families are moving back out to that area because just about 10 minutes outside the city and the airport isn't it? and about 15 minutes from the airport Which 10 minutes cool. outside yeah. the city 15 minutes from buckhead so i mean houses has increased and then it's getting gentrified now a lot of older homes was on top it used to i ain't gonna lie it used to be the hood uh it used to be the hood uh so a lot of people say east atlanta you know gucci man uh let's do this to gucci man yeah that's that east atlanta he's talking about that's what i'm talking about right now yeah. it's getting gentrified that's another area uh the belt line is, is another uh bit hot it's still yeah, merging belt line is, yeah, uh, it's, it, it, yeah. it is it, it is still merging out there and I mean, Atlanta right now is, and then, but now East Point is becoming an emerging market in Atlanta. Uh, at East Point, at one time, yeah, it was no nothing. one, yeah, yeah, no one wanted to live at East Point. Tyler Perry built his studios out he there. He did, and now, and it's actually cool that Tyler Perry actually, uh, that was the studio that he built. He bought the land used to be with the old Confederate yeah. uh, thing. Yeah. So a black man owning the whole entire where the Confederate Armory uh, headquarters were, one of the largest ones now Tyler Perry owns it and Tyler Perry look I mean I think he has like what I mean he has like hundreds of acres out there that he's yeah, it's, a whole it's a whole, it's a whole studio it's like 
like how LA, like their film studios, is like in Atlanta right now. Yeah. And now Atlanta has moved past LA for more filming. Yep. Than in the country, so you gotta realize that area, East Point, Atlanta, right now is gonna be stars and more people, more celebrities are moving to Atlanta because that's where the jobs are, that's where the media opportunities are. So that's another emerging market that you can uh, check into. So you gotta catch some opportunities. You just can't see. I mean, he. He, I think it was over a hundred million dollars to build the studios out there. I mean, if he's investing a hundred million dollars, that's going to trickle down to the real estate. Agreed. Nobody's going to build a hundred million dollar studio in the middle of nowhere, and it's not going to bring value around it. Agree. So you got to check out those certain things, and 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 you got to figure. You got to figure out. I tell people, you from somewhere? Mm-hmm. Figure out where you from. I mean, we're not asking you to, you know, reinvent if, if you live in, if you live in Miami, you got to. Invest in Texas if you don't. If that's too far, look look sixty miles where you at. And my aunt gives me a, a really good thing is that when she start when she started investing, she figure out where her core was. Yeah, like where's a group of people that you trust that you can actually do it at the, the area that she was staying in was not the area that she actually started flipping homes in. She did it where most of her actual uh, her core people are, exactly. and that's very important. So figuring out who your core people are and making sure that it can deliver, especially when you actually invest in the area that you're not hundred percent sure. But if you have moved outside of town, let's say you now you live in LA and you don't have ten million dollars to do renovation, maybe looking into your hometown, spending three, four hundred thousand dollars on the house and reinvesting in there may be an actual investment opportunity for you. That's the biggest thing in the name of the game is actually getting started. So you want to be able to figure out these emerging markets because that's where you're going to make most of your money at is emerging markets. Yeah, and 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 you gotta look at deals differently. You're investing now, your heart is in your house. Yeah. And your brain is in your head when you're investing. Yeah, you, know, you got to be a visionary. You got, you got to, you got to keep your heart in the side of the house. Yeah, this is investor property. You're not, you're not living there. Agree. This house is for you to make money. Agree. This house is not for you to have a family picnics and you come <laughs> over there and have fun. No, this house is to make money. Agree. So you have to look at it strictly as numbers. Agree. Like one, two, three Main Street is going to make me five, seven, eight hundred dollars a month. And we keep it, if I buy it at this price and put this much in it, and we're going to do this process over and over again. That's how you invest in these kind of uh, situations. Yeah. Another area that people are actually growing into is Augusta, Georgia. Augusta, Georgia is where yep. the Masters actually held. So uh, that area is actually growing a lot. I know actually like some institutional investors, what we call is people who have cash money. So when these institutional investors, they have billions of dollars and they go into emerging markets as well. Typically, they buy all your new property in these emerging markets because they're planning on sitting on these homes for five to ten years, seeing that growth go up, and then actually taking that uh, selling those homes for a higher value. Then they actually normally and they normally hedge fund investors. So what they're doing is they're taking this money out of stocks and real estate, and then I mean uh, stocks and putting it into real estate because they feel as if that they're going to get more return on this real estate and this asset within the next five to ten years. So they're strategically going after those emerging markets. So a good strategy, what you can do is kind of like those sites like Open Door. If Open Door is, which is a real estate site that buys home, it's kind of similar to like Zillow, but they actually buy the home. If you see, you put an address in that Open Door may be in that market, that is probably a very good indicator that it actually is an emerging market because they're coming to markets that are actually uh, emerging. Like, I was surprised to see the news in Charlotte for a while, which Charlotte, I think, is number three now in the nation as Charlotte, North Carolina, as to actually uh, people are moving to. 
So, uh, but they're in Columbia, South Carolina now. They're making a presence. They've been there about a year. So that tells you that you're definitely seeing a lot of actual activity going in those areas. And also, we want to also, I know we love Airmen. We really like the short term. But if you don't want the short term, long term, mm -hmm. the way you can figure out about emerging market is just put make yourself the renter. Say, hey, if I'm looking into a market, like I'm looking in Augusta, Georgia, let me see if I can rent a house. How hard is it for me to find a rental house? Like yep. you the rent, you call property management companies, you go rent.com, and then you can kind of gauge, okay, you see an average like three, two bedrooms going for $1,500. Then you can say, okay, and my mortgage is going to be $800 a month, and I'm going to have a property manager. You can kind of back your way into a positive cash flow that way, so you can kind of learn the market that way so you can know what your budget is and what you can put into the house. So you can just, that could just easily, that's just an hour worth of research. Just call a property manager, call it, hey, I'm trying to rent a three bedroom, two bathroom house in this zip code, what do you have available? You realize, man, there's nothing available out there. Uh, the market is really limited. And then that's when you say, okay, we can go ahead and we can do that game as well. So you can kind of back into it. Like I tell people all the time, go to Airbnb and put the address you're trying to Airbnb in and see how much per night people doing and you can kind of get a general information on No, it. it's actually a really good idea. I would tell people, I was actually talking to a friend of mine, we were talking about investing. It's so simple, is that you're just doing the numbers. There's no emotional attachment, there's no, no mom, it's not, I'm asleep every night, is it good? Does the numbers add up? Like, when you back into it and figure out all the numbers from A to Z, does it cash flow? That's what my biggest thing is, is that does the property that we're buying cash flow? That's how you can actually determine if it's actually a good property or not. If it cash flow, if the numbers don't work out, don't try to make the shoe fit. Dump that property, go to the next. Because when you're doing investing, the biggest thing that you always want to worry about if it's cash flow. And always do worst case. Always. Don't, I'm always conservative in my don't, numbers. Don't try to overflate the numbers <laughs> to make it seem right. Mm -hmm. No, I need you to make sure I put property management fees in there. Mm -hmm. like, we're not telling you that you need to touch this property. You need to put lawn care fees in there. Mm -hmm. You need to put light bill in there, water bill. Because I think I'll, the good thing is take you out of it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Act like you as a renter and what it's going to cost you mm -hmm. as a renter so you can know what you gonna cash for? Yeah, like that, I could come and do the uh, maintenance. Or no, I will no, take you out of it. if I hire a, ma a management a maintenance yes, company to come and do exactly. it. Exactly. Make sure you actually add those fees because you want this thing to run as a system. Exactly. More than anything. You want you want to make sure that I you rather you rather have time to uh, have ten investment properties instead of you self managing three uh, investment properties. Okay, so look at that. This is make sure. Walmart, you don't see Walters running Walmarts. They own the board. They don't even run the company. It's funny you say that, though, because I was thinking that in my head just now. My dad always said, he was like, when I say something, he like, think Walmart. Walmart gets you a dollar here, two dollars here, three dollars yeah. here. So what Walmart does is actually scale. They scale their business so that by the time you leave there, you just spent $200, and you don't know what you purchased, but you went across the store. They had a, they, they got 50 cents here, a dollar here, two dollars here. By the time you got finished with it, you actually spend a hundred dollars, so that's what you want. You don't want just three rental properties. The whole name of the game, so that you can actually start making more money and creating wealth is and cash flow is that you want to scale that business to where it needs to go. Yeah. So that's what you want to do with real estate as well. No emotional attachment. If the property cash flow, do the numbers. If the numbers don't work out, dump that property, go to another one. Yep, and that's and but the key the key thing I want y'all take from this episode, we trying to really get y'all to understand is. I hear a lot that it's a seller's market. Quincy, I can't find no deals. 
and and I can't get in this game. No, let me tell you something. I don't care if it's a seller market, a buyer's market, a bull market, a, a bear market, a chicken market, a monkey market. I don't I don't care what it y'all call it these days. I'm gonna find me properties. Agree. Okay. Now you have to look work a little bit harder mm-hmm. and try a little bit harder. But trust me, it's still good deals out there. It's still opportunities you to get these deals, okay? So you need to make sure you gotta take a little risk and you gotta be a visionary. That's what I'm saying. So you gotta go ahead and try it and things like that. But like Chauncey say, it's no emotional. You go ahead and it's easy. If I'm gonna bring a thousand dollars a month, this my mortgage, this my property taxes again. Please put property taxes in there, people. Another good thing is <laughs> a tip for South Carolina, you better make sure your area, like North Carolina, the tax rate does not change from your primary resident to your investment resident. But South Carolina, it changed from 4% if it's your primary to 6%. Make sure you know those laws and those calculations when you're calculating it. It's double. It's really, yeah, it's really important. It's four, you, just think, you don't think 4 to 6%, it's just double. So yeah, it's on your millage. Yeah, yeah, it's and, not on just the numbers, it's actually yeah. on the, on the millage. Yeah. So if it's a thousand dollars for a primary, this budget for two thousand dollars. Yep. Because it's gonna double, and you need to have that inside your um, your calculation. Yeah. Expenses so. because you have to write that check. Because no, normally, an investor property loan don't make you escrow mm-hmm. uh, TI uh, taxes uh, and insurance. Yeah. So no, that's where the biggest thing is kind of figuring out those emerging markets. That's where you guys, as far as investors, are going to actually find property. I don't care if you're a beginner or you experience it. Everyone's looking at emerging markets. So we gave you some of our emerging markets that we've been looking into. If you want more information about emerging markets, definitely just let us know. Definitely make sure you like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, definitely Spotify. Um, and make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel, yeah, please. Yeah, that's very important. Make sure y'all hit that notification button right here. Make yep. sure y'all get notified for all the videos. All the comments, like you said, follow us on IG. I'm Q underscore My Real Estate Mistakes. Uh, Chauncey, uh, My Real Estate Mistakes. And our main page, My Real Estate Mistakes on IG. We answer every question. We talk to everybody. Uh, There's no dumb questions. There's no hard questions. We kind of explain to you. If something went over your head on the episode, we'll gladly reach out to you and give you the answer. Our biggest thing is making sure that you're educated. We want you guys to take our experience that we have done and all the real estate market that we have did, all the mere experience. Between both of us, we've been in real estate 16 years a piece. on different, yeah, a piece. On, on different, different <laughs> things too. Yes, so exactly. his strength, my strength together, we want to help you guys and actually show you guys that if we can do it, definitely y'all can do it. Because our goal is it's no fun if we just do it ourselves, Agreed. man. I love to see more young minorities and investment, man, have confidence to talk about our struggles and our, our success and our, accompli- our accomplishments, man. So, man, we do this, I mean, we do this out of goodness of a heart. We uh, we pay for this stuff. We do this and we get this free game because it's enough for everybody. And we're not trying to hide this information from you guys. And if y'all know some things, we, we yeah, always we like it. Too. Yeah, we always <laughs> like it too. So, yeah. I mean, y'all can drop some comments and like, hey, y'all ever thought about doing this? Yeah, we're a sponge. Yeah, y'all we're always yeah. share that. We, we know everything, man. So, yeah. if y'all know some things, let us know. All right. My real estate mistakes include emerging markets.